Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of At The Buzzer, a Raptor Sports Podcast. I am your host, Naveen Ganglani. If you are a new listener, thank you for giving us a shot. And if you are a returning listener, thank you again for coming back. I was told that our last two episodes with Troy Wright and EMBM were our best episodes number-wise, and that the audience for At The Buzzer is rising, so... Again, just a thank you for listening, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And I really hope that you remain entertained and you remain listening to the podcast. Starting with this episode, which features Jamie Malonzo, the number two overall pick in the 2021 PBA draft who went to Northport. Some of you might know him from Mighty Sports. Some of you might know him from his time with the De La Salle Green Archers. He's a really good basketball player. Also a great conversation, has great insights, and you'll learn a little more about him in this episode. So yeah, sit back, grab a drink, grab something to eat, and we'll catch you at the buzzer. So welcome to another episode of the At The Buzzer podcast. I am your host, Naveen Ganglani, and just a few days after he was announced as the second overall pick of the 2021 PBA draft, Jamie Malonzo, formerly of the Del Sol Green Archers, and now with Northport Batang Pierre. Jamie, I guess the first thing I got to ask is now you're going to have that with you the rest of your career, right? Number two overall pick. Kevin yes, Durant sir. is the number two overall pick. I mean, not that I'm comparing or anything, but, right, you know, right. but right. Yeah, why not, right? But anyway, yeah. So how does it feel just to be number two, you know, one of the premier future faces of the Philippine Basketball Association? Um, definitely. It's definitely a good feeling. You know, I'm not too much worried on being number one. There's a lot of great players out there. Number two. So you feel me? That doesn't, doesn't phase me. You know, I'm gonna go out there and play my game and I'm just excited to be part of, part of the draft. Yeah. I have to ask, um, sent a bunch of caps just in case you were drafted by like another team or did you just have the Northport yeah. cap there already? No, nah, we, we got, I got every team right now. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> And you yeah, got to give that back or something. Uh, yeah, I believe so. You know, yep. All right. Yeah. Well, in case any fans try to, re- uh, try to reach out to Jamie, uh, sorry, he can't give you the caps. But right. did you know ahead of the draft you were going to Northport? Because I personally had heard from a lot of sources that Northport liked you. And the, a lot of mock drafts had you going number two. So did you kind yeah. of add a night? idea based on the workouts you might have had with them or just with conversations you had with them i mean yeah definitely uh, i know I, I was checking out the media as well and i think everyone sort of had me going northport mm. so um i think even coach pito said something on like out to the media or something but um yeah i, I worked out with a couple of teams and then northport i had a bunch of bunch of workouts with so uh, i sort of had a good feeling i was going there and how do you feel now that you're there? Like you're going to be teaming up with Greg Slaughter, with Troy Wright, yep. your batchmate. Um, you got Robert yep. Bollick coming back from a torn ACL. Everyone knows he's a bad guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. just how does it feel? Because it doesn't seem like you're going to be put in a position where you're going to take like 25 shots a game. You know, you're going to kind of have mm-hmm. to play a role because you got a lot of other talented guys there. So just how oh, do yeah. you fit into the Northport culture right now? Um, you know, I, I just want to go out there and compete. I think we got a bunch of guys that want to compete. I know Bullock doesn't like losing. Sean Anthony's a competitor. Um, hopefully we could just take all these pieces, you know, and go out there and have fun with it. 
try and see what we can do with uh, all of these all these familiar faces we have, you know? Right. Yeah, so, I forgot yeah. to mention Sean. Um, shout out to Sean, one of the OGs yes, of the EBA right now. Now, that's OG. one guy I feel like you're going to learn early on in practice that, you know, this league is much more physical. Oh, yeah. Have you talked to Sean? Have you talked to Greg? Have you talked to any of your teammates about, you know, maybe planning what you guys have now that you're together? Um, you know, uh, we haven't got the chance to see each other as of late, but, you know, we, I'm pretty sure I got a lot of uh, – I was thinking about it today. You know, I got uh, some things I want to say to them for sure. Right, yeah. Of course, of course, Sean, you know, Greg, they've been in the league for a while now. Definitely learn, learn a, uh, a few things or two, you know? No, yeah, you know, I know you haven't played with them yet, but how does a guy mm-hmm. like you who – I, I feel like you're effective a lot when you have the ball. I mean, you're effective off yeah. the ball too, but when you have the ball, you can kind of create based from the, the mm-hmm. one season you had in LaSalle. So how does a mm-hmm. guy like you, someone who's had the ball a lot, kind of adjust his thinking to, okay, I, I might have to play spot up. I might have to do the dirty work. You know, how how do mm-hmm. you get yourself there mentally? Um, You know, playing basketball for how so many years, you know, you, you just adjust to the game. You, uh, pick your spots and uh honestly like after the LaSalle you know having my ball the ball in my hands being able to create for others create for myself and then from there going on the mighty sports and I got like Andre Blatt, Ronaldo Balkman some MVPs of the, the whole tournament I gotta play right. with you know I'm starting next to so obviously there I, I just had to play my role and that I don't think that was a problem for me at all you know and uh yeah, just years of basketball, you, you figure it out. You got to learn your role early and just just go on and compete from there, you know? Right. You know, yeah. I kind of think you could be like Gabe Norwood on defense just because of your length and how you can move your feet. Is that All someone right. you look up to, someone you've spoken with? You're both Phil Amps. So maybe he can help yeah. you like relate to how the adjustment is. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. He he. We we've we've contacted each other and he shows a lot of love, you know, and I show the mutual respect back. You know, he's a he's a veteran in the game and um just you know, just watching him and learning from him is something I could do from afar, even if we're on different teams. So Yeah, for sure. And yeah. he'll probably be guarding you and a switch on oh, yeah. a switch or something in the coming games. You looking forward to that? Oh yeah, always, man. I, I definitely I'm definitely looking forward to some action against him. Great. So I know that a few months ago you were in LA. You were training with Phil Four Nation with Coach Chris and some of the guys there. When yep, did you yep. get back in uh, to Manila? Did you have to go through the quarantine procedures? Like, was it a hassle getting your papers for the draft? Like, take us through the whole experience. Yeah, I um, shoot, that was a few months ago. We we definitely had a a basketball run. You know, I went down to LA for a day. Hooped against uh, some great athletes, Bobby Ray included, you know. And then um, from there, just went back. Uh, I, I traveled from Las Vegas to L.A. a lot. So yeah, I think I was in uh, Las Vegas a couple months before the draft and then got to Manila. Then my seven-day quarantine. Thank God it wasn't 14. <laughs> and, Jeez. yeah, just finally got out of there and then was just prepping for the draft mentally, physically, all that. Right. I got to ask, since you worked out with him, because there's been some anticipation for Zav Lucero. I know a number of top colleges here after him. You went up against him. You balled against him. Like, what, what can people expect from him when he, if he comes and play college ball here? Um, who's that again? Zav Sorry, Lucero. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, uh, like, going up against him, did you notice anything that 
might oh, excite yeah, people man. here, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Whenever you got a, a six, seven athletic uh dude that can play the three, four, sort of like myself, you know, you, you get excited for those things if you're especially if he's Filipino, you know, you, you just get excited for that kind of stuff. You know, you can bring a lot of excitement, a lot of dunks. And yeah. You know, that was an important thing you mentioned, especially if he's Filipino, because I feel like a lot of the Philams who come here, whether it's college, whether it's the pro level, they're embraced by the Philippine crowd, the fans. If they For see sure. these guys are embracing the Filipino culture too, you know, and it's so interesting when oh, I yeah. had Chris on for a podcast a few months ago, he said that one of the things he tells his players is you also got to embrace the Filipino culture. You got to ride in a jeepney, you know, you got to experience it also. You're somewhat oh, accepted yeah. too. So where are you in that process right now? How close are you to your Philippine roots? Oh, you know, I, 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 I try and learn every day. You know, I, um, that was one of the biggest things coming out here. You know, I could have gone and playing somewhere else, but I wanted to come home. I wanted to learn more about where my mom was from. I wanted to learn more about the culture, you know, and I'm 50-50. You definitely got to be open-minded, you know. So I think that's, that's pretty much the, the funnest part about it. You know, you get to play for your, your home crowd. And mm. if you embrace them, you they'll embrace you. And I, I love that type of stuff. Did you kind of experience that while you're playing college ball here? Just the love from the crowd and what you can expect out of them? Man, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I didn't know it was that big out here, you know? And so I, I sort of just didn't even know what I was walking into. Just experiencing the crowds, experiencing the type of fans, you know, Animal LaSalle has one of the best fan bases, in my opinion, and, Right. They for sure, they for sure go crazy, <laughs> and then just definitely the the whole LaSalle Ateneo experience. Honestly, the UP all 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 the schools had great fan bases, you know. And uh, it's just it was just dope to play against some some uh, schools like that and just give excitement to the people, you know. Exactly, give excitement to the people. I want to yes, backtrack sir. a little bit though. You said that you're trying to learn something new about being in the Philippines every day, being a Filipino. Mm-hmm. So share some of the new things you've learned or you've kind of picked up. You know, do you speak Tagalog now? Like what's going on there? Yeah, uh, so I, I, I try and learn. A, when I said that, I, I think I, you know, I just try and learn a word every day. I'm working on my Tagalog. I want to be able to relate to people. Right. I hate like having that, that barrier and not being able to, because then, not only is it hard for me, but it's hard for the other person as well. And I just want to make the other person feel comfortable. So, Correct. So so can you string together uh, words to make a sentence now or not just yet at that level? I'm getting there. I, I might I... know a few phrases. I might know. I'll be able to. It's like tagging. You know, I got the yeah. English. I'll throw in the words here. You'll be surprised how much I know. Interesting. So you're going to be in one of those TV interviews in the future after winning like player of the game and being like, you know speaking taglish and all of that yeah for sure for sure i'm not i'm not gonna pull nothing out right now i'm not gonna pull nothing out my bag but i'm working on it right so you seem like the type of guy to do your research before you get into something based from how you're speaking about the philippines so i'm guessing you've also done your research about the pba and what you can kind of expect in terms of the competition the lifestyle What have you learned that excites you? And at the same time, what have you learned that kind of makes you nervous, you know? For sure. That's a great question. Um, for the exciting part, you know, I just, I, I, I think the most exciting part about entering the PBA this time around, you know, is that everyone just wants to watch basketball again. And everybody's just sort of like 
got to stay at home. I think there was a curfew that just got put out. Mm. So, you know, just, just being able to be a part of the, the whole experience, you know, I was looking at the bubble last, last, um, yada, yada. And uh, it just looked like a fun experience. You know, you got your team and you're just hanging out with them, all that, you know, and I'm just, I just, I just want to be able to learn the guys, learn all these coaches. You know, we got some legendary coaches mm-hmm. and, um, in the league, I just want to be able to learn from vets, take my game to a whole nother level. And yeah, you know, just everyday learning, man. So that's what excites you about it. Oh yeah, for sure. So what makes you kind of anxious or a little worrisome? A little worrisome? Can't say I'm too worried about anything. I don't like to think like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just maybe the pressure, but the pressure doesn't get to me too much. I'm just excited to go out there and compete. I know I know people who be in the top pick, people are going to be uh, expecting a lot from me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, I don't try to, I don't try to worry on too much. I'll try to uh, dwindle on too much. I just try and go out there and compete. So right. I'm going to try and give it my own. Hopefully, hopefully everybody still loves me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing some championships are also there. That's what you want to win along the Oh process. yeah, for sure, yeah. man. Hell yeah. I want to win some championships. That was, that was one of my biggest things playing with Sal, you know, they were expected to win. Right. And I think, I think, you know, one of the biggest letdowns I, I felt, you know, just just banking off like um, letting people down, you know, just not being able to win that championship, you know, mm-hmm. at LaSalle. And that, that was one of the biggest things for me. So I think I think winning is definitely a big part of what I want to be able to accomplish in the PBA. So you went into that one season with LaSalle expecting to lead them to the championship? Um, I wasn't expecting. I know we had, we had a tough team. Uh, tough, tough teams to go up against but you know I of course that's the end goal and that's the ultimate goal above all so I definitely I, th- I thought we had good pieces and I I really was confident I, I think we just let a one or two games slip and was able to fall out the final four but for sure man we definitely wanted to win that's the biggest thing for me yeah you know looking back at that season with LaSalle that you had it felt like you got a victory You started explosively, literally, with that Duncan Thirty, which I want to ask you about later. But yeah. I think somewhere in the middle of the season, teams kind of like learn how to defend you a little bit, how to bother you with the ball pressure and whatnot. Yeah. And then you kind of develop the counter to their counters to you late in the mm-hmm. season. I remember that last game you had against Adamson. I think you dropped thirty or thirty-one, somewhere there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, did you feel like if the season was longer and you had more time, you would have? performed even better oh yeah for sure man uh i think we got there like a month before the season started you know and so mm-hmm. as we're going i'm still learning i'm still you know just just fresh uh, i wasn't expecting to go back to college coming out of college so right um yeah man i was just learning the filipino way and i think if i definitely had more time if i maybe had another season we could have made a lot of noise for right. sure yeah yeah What did you start to kind of figure out about Philippine basketball? What were the aspects of it that kind of threw you off at first and then you had to find a solution to? Man. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a basic one first of all. all right. That was just messing with me all season. All right, all right. The, the, I, I've never experienced Filipino drums like that. Oh, no Blair, way. Blaring loud like that. I've never been, I've never experienced that. First game against Ateneo is the loudest gym I've ever played. 
you have the drums. I could barely hear my teammates calling the play. That was one thing that I had to adjust to. And, um, you know, of course, you have the Philippine, um, uh, what do you call it, physicality of the game. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a different brand of basketball, I feel like. Uh, back home in the States, coming from college, everything was a foul. They, mm-hmm. they try they try and tighten up the the refereeing every every season on the foul calls. So you know, just being able to come out here and just uh, experience the physicality that was something I had to adjust to. And, and honestly, I think I adjusted well. I, I love the contact. I love I love when you're able to play rough. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's sort of like the old way, Duba, like the um, the NBA the NBA old school way. I like it a lot. Correct. First of all, I got to compliment you on the taglish that you just slipped in there. Really good job. I'm telling you, man. I can throw it in whenever I want. <laughs> It's getting natural. I'll give you that. Um, yeah. But, you know, in the Philippines, when you play basketball here growing up, you know, in like what we call like barangay leagues and uh-huh. like street courts, they'll, they'll always say no blood, no foul. And that's actually because the actual leagues here, the pro league and the college league, you could like throw yeah. elbows left and right and... I know. It's yeah, just, man. It's all. It's like a never-ending trend. Yeah. I I guess you could throw that under the uh, the stuff that worry that I'm worrisome for <laughs> on the TV <laughs> for sure. I I can't wait for you to like run into a Bo Belga screen the first time it happens. You know what? I I I was teammates with Bo Belga, so if he tries to pull that man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some words for him, bro. Cleo <laughs> <laughs> Bo, please take care of me, man. Don't try to hurt me. Yeah, that's a good way to start. Uh, you can maybe join his extra rice club too. I heard that's pretty popular. I've been on a I've been on an episode, man. I've been on the episode. That's all I'm saying, man. Kuya Bo, please take care of me. That's my guy. <laughs> Shout out to Kuya Bo. I love him, man. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your basketball journey because you grew up in Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. The same place where your cousin is he your cousin, Sam? Sam Dode, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Sam, yep. Yeah, I pretty much feed- family, man. Exactly. So I did a feature in him. He did give you a shout out. He said that it was you that really also kind of inspired him to take his talents to Manila. But for sure, yours... man, we talked about that. Yeah. 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 Great. So then, but you personally, where did your basketball story start? Was it something like from a really young age where you just loved the game right away? Um. Yeah, man. I I sort of played two sports. I played baseball. That's what that's what one I was probably playing before basketball. Hmm. And then, you know, just um, playing two sports, you know, I, I always been an athlete for sure. Um, love, love the competitiveness of it. I think I was probably, I probably learned my competitiveness through baseball first. And then just the basketball side, once I picked that up, man, I just started to, started to figure out I was better than everybody at that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shoot, learn, learn how to dunk at a young age. And that just was just, that just became fun to me. And I just picked that up and just never stopped, you know. Um, Growing up, you mentioned Sam. Growing up in Seattle, you know, it's a it's a very very big basketball culture out there. Right. Uh, we were looking up to guys like Jamal Crawford, Nate Robinson, Brandon Roy. Super Sonics um, fans. Were you guys Super Sonics fans? Of course, man. Super. Um, Sean Kim, Gary Payton, Isaiah right. Thomas, all those guys. So there's a there's a lot of basketball culture in Seattle. You know, uh, you could either go one way or the other. And uh, for me and Sammy, it was basketball. You know, we we just picked that up and. And went with it. We actually played. Uh, we didn't go to the same college, but we played. We played in the same league in college and mm-hmm. at our division, division ones. 
And then from from there, you know, we're we're playing against each other. I remember going over to Idaho State where you played at and be, meeting up with him after a game. And we were just like, man, where do you want to go next? He was like, man, I want to go to Manila. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, that's that's fire, bro. I'm, I'm thinking about that, too. And then we just sort of like made that move together. And um, yeah, we just both we're both out here, man. And we just we just want to get after it for sure. So I'm still I'm wait, I'm waiting for Sammy to get his chance for sure, man. Yeah, I'm excited for what he can do because he got a big heart. He, he, he reminds me of he reminds me of like Jimmy Alapog, man. I, I can't wait for people to notice it. So you think he's gonna be a big time player right off the bat? I think I think his his heart for the game and his his um <clears throat> his his nose for the ball is just gonna take him far places, you know. And I think people will love his uh his nature of basketball, his competitive nature for sure. Right. So I'm guessing you were a Mariners fan growing up then too, because if you're playing baseball in Seattle and maybe the Seahawks in the football side of things. Man, of course, of course. So how do you feel about them trading Russell Wilson or might trade Russell Wilson? I was going to say, you scared me right there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was gone, man. Don't be scared me like that. I know I got some Seahawks here. But um, yeah, if they do that, man, I, I think we're gonna be we're gonna be pretty shook. That, <laughs> that was a curveball. Hey, nobody was expecting those rumors to pop up. So yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought you guys started off the season mm-hmm. last year really good, and then just kind of tailed off a little bit. Kind of fell apart. <laughs> for sure, uh, uh, we we were definitely frustrated as Seahawks fans. Let's just say that. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so let's take it to basketball, where things are popping up more for you, but. Mm-hmm. I'm curious because you mentioned you and Sam played Division One ball. How yeah. is college ball in the states, especially the conference you guys played in? How is it different from the UAAP college basketball culture here in the Philippines? Mm. I definitely say you know just just the uh, just the talent you get in the states is is ridiculous. You know you're always gonna run into somebody bigger, faster, stronger. You know and um, I think I think I think the I think you no know, I was actually like I'm not gonna say that but like the Philippines has a lot of good basketball players a lot of good skill set you know it surprised me when I got here how good players were you know mm. so um, I think yeah man I think I think the biggest thing was just uh, playing in the states is always gonna be someone bigger faster whenever you birth a LeBron or something that's just like <laughs> out of out of its nature you know. No, yeah, for sure. How about in terms of because in the states you're going from one school to the other, right? You're playing like home and away games. You got home court, but here you oh, guys yeah. kind of go to a neutral arena. I mean, obviously, if you play for La Salle or Ateneo, sometimes your crowd support might be bigger than the others. But yeah. for the most part, it's a neutral arena, right? Um, yep. So here you don't have to travel so much you kind of have everything mm-hmm. tailored for you guys mm-hmm. how is it different in terms of just preparation and relaxation like mm-hmm. the lifestyle you guys had here compared to what you had which i guess was a little more difficult back at home yeah for sure a little bit more difficult you know we uh had to hop on planes every weekend uh maybe twice a week even and that just mm-hmm. sort of takes away from your preparation for the upcoming games and Sort of whenever you have that home court advantage, you have all the fans are going to be rooting for you, you know. Yeah. So it's it's sort of like uh, you sort of have more of an advantage back home in the states, just if you're hosting the home games. But 
Um, <clears throat> you know, as a college athlete, you got to deal with so much. You got to deal with taking care of your body, doing homework, mm. hopping on a jet, missing class, <laughs> going on to um, play a basketball game. You lose, you're going to be down. You win, you're going to be happy. You know, and it's just uh, there's a lot of uh, ups and downs with that come with it for sure. Right. All right. So let's take it to your first ever game here in the UAP. You're facing Ateneo, which is basically like if you're playing 2K at that point because they're championship, you know, they're the defending oh, yeah. champions. So basically oh, yeah. having Ateneo in your first game is like basically someone telling you, here, play NBA 2K, let's play in Hall of Fame difficulty, right? It's, like, <laughs> it's right, all right, the way right. up there. But right. you decide to just like yam one over 30, their finals MVP. And you, I remember mm-hmm. you just kind of screamed to the crowd and like the whole side in Araneta, I believe that was where it was played. The whole side in green just kind of jumps up and they're like, wow, so this is the guy we have. So this is the player we've been hearing about. This is what he can do. Take me yeah. through that fast break. I remember that was a fast break. I think it was off a turnover or something. You get the ball. Mm-hmm. You're about to you know, run down the court. And are you thinking at that point, like, I'm about to like give them a nice introduction to oh. what I can do? For sure, man. I'm, I'm lucky I caught them early. You know, I'm pretty sure Coach Taz was mad no one got back. <laughs> but uh, once I, yeah, once I caught that ball, Andre, I think Andre Krakka threw it up. I saw no one in front of me. Mm. Man, my eyes lit up. I was like, I'm going to dunk this shit out this horse. Excuse me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dunk this ball for sure. And uh, I recently just, honestly, before that game, I just dunked on the import. I think it was like 6'10". We had a little tune-up game. So I, yeah. I was coming in with a lot of confidence, you know, and I think that's what... Um, that's what made it so so exciting for me, right? And uh, on top of that, man, I just wanted people to know who I was. I seen uh Richie Richie Rivero had a dunk. Yeah, he, his was probably dunk of the year. That shit was that was nasty. Sorry, mm-hmm. I keep coming. No, <laughs> it was nasty. Right. It was nasty. And uh, once I seen he was on like all of these basketball pages out in the states, I was like, oh man, I gotta get me one. Yeah. So. I definitely got me a body, you know. I was, <laughs> I was, I didn't know it was gonna be thirty. I thought it was gonna be someone else, honestly. But unfortunately, he jumped. <laughs> Have you talked to him about it? Have you guys kind of relived the situation, made jokes about it, and whatnot? He gives me shit all the time because it's like you got the dunk, but who really won? You know, oh. I, I can't, I can't say nothing. So he still gets the, he still gets the last laugh at the end of the day. But it's all love between him, you know. Right. I mean, do you want to like play against him in the PBA one day if that opportunity presents itself? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, honestly, like the game was early, you know, and uh, I think that happened within like the first 10 points. So, like, right. Yeah. Obviously, my, my blood's rushing. I'm ready to go. I'm thinking we got a chance. And I, I hear so much on Ateneo and how the program is. We got all these. Uh, new players coming in, so I get excited over stuff like that. I'm thinking we got a chance. We're gonna beat these guys, all yeah. that, you know. But that, I, I definitely quickly found out how how um, how talented their group was, how well coached they were. So for sure, well coached. Yeah. Have you have you ever had Tab as a coach or worked with Tab, spoken with him, and just because everyone always talks about his basketball knowledge. So have have you spoken to him and like observed that and like realized just how smart this guy is about hoops? Um, I realized it for sure. I realized it the hard way just playing against them. You know, he he definitely comes up with uh, schemes and game plans to be successful for sure. Um, as far as talking to him, I haven't been able to talk to him outside of just like after a game or something like that. Mm. Maybe a few words walking through the tunnel, but um, 
far as I know, he, he's a great coach. He, he, uh, whenever I spoke to him, you know, he, he always had words of encouragement, uh, always, uh, definitely believed in, in the game I played, you know, um, yeah, you see it from afar, man. You catch him at a game. I'll just, I'll just peep him and he's reading a book, you know, Mm -hmm. so you definitely get to see, see the knowledge from afar and that stuff you can learn from for sure. What went wrong that season? Because you guys were somewhat inconsistent. I remember like there were there were games where I remember there was a game against Adamson where you guys won uh, in Antipolo and that was when yeah. it felt like you guys were starting to pick up. And then there would be yeah. games like that game against UP where you're up the whole game and then towards the end of the game, one hits a game-winning shot and you guys just yeah. give up the victory, right? So what do you think was the reason for the inconsistency that year? Because a lot of people from La Salle say you know, they just didn't have a lot of time together to get used to each other. But were there, like, yeah. deeper problems, deeper issues, maybe, like, with the coaching style and whatnot? Like, take us through that year. Um, You know, I wouldn't say there was any any issues. I think I think mentally we just... um, We just fumbled a, a couple games, you know. Uh, mm. Every team has its problem, you know. And, yeah, we just sort of fumbled our... Our games. If we if we were to take care of one more game, we'd be in the final four. People wouldn't be able to say anything. So, or people would even bring up the fact that we we didn't even have that much time together. You know, it's just sort of a sort of an excuse for not making the final four. But at the end of the day, you know, we we just let a couple games fumble. And honestly, like I wouldn't take any of it back. Of course, I wish we we won some of some of those games. But you know. A lot of our guys are transitioning into the pros. Me, Andre, uh, Malesio, uh, James Lapu, and I think um, just moments like those, you know, they they, they shape you uh, as a basketball player. You you learn from moments like those, you know, and it just uh, gives you a sort of sort of a edge, and you want to go out there and play another game and, and win. So, you know, if you we we definitely learn from those games for sure. Right. You know, one guy that people were eager to see if he would apply for the draft this year was someone you played with too, Baltazar. Oh, yeah. He's projected to be a top two, top three pick whenever he applies, similar to where you mm-hmm. were. How do you mm-hmm. think his game will transition to the pros? Because you went up against this guy in practice. You saw him yep. every day. He, prob- he yep. probably tried to block your drives. You probably tried to guard him. How is yep. he going to transition to the PBA? And what's the potential for this guy? Uh, I'm excited. You know, his potential is to the roof. You, he, I'm, I'm hearing coaches want to play him at the three, and I, I think he's he's capable of it, you know. He has an outside shot, inside shot, hook shot, all that. Uh, one-handed shots. He, he's he's talented inside and out. So I think I think he, he has a great chance at being one of the one of the best bigs in the PBA. I thought he was one of the best uh bigs in college too. So yeah, man, I, I get excited for him too. I'm surprised he didn't join. So right. Yeah. Share like a funny or memorable story you had in the UAAP or just in La Salle. And I we don't need to like. I mean, it would be nice too if that was your answer. But like, if you had stories yeah. about what happened in, in the dorm, maybe in classes, you know, maybe, <laughs> you know those little moments uh, where you're just chilling, not thinking about hoops. I mean, let's keep it PG thirteen. Yeah. But if you got like a funny story, that would be great. Oh yeah. Um... Or actually, Shoot, we don't even it. need to keep with PG thirteen. Let's go on. <laughs> well, let's just go on. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, there is there is too many funny memories from what I can remember. You know, um, dang, I don't want to expose anybody, including myself. But shoot, 
Go for it. What's the story? So, man, I think I think one of the funniest things when we got there, you know, La Salle has this sort of tradition where it's like a, a school. Uh, how do you call that? A school sort of like a. Uh, Is this where like you have a, to dress as girls? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I, I when I got here, man, I was not prepared for that. I think. So the funny thing about that is it's all for the for the incoming players. I was an incoming player. Yeah. And yeah, I had to find a way out of that one. I think I scheduled a dentist appointment for that one. <laughs> I was out of there. And I come back, I come back and and my mind's blown, man. Everybody's in dresses, everybody got lipstick on, everybody <laughs> I could see people's underwear <laughs> through the, uh, under under the skirt. I was literally my mind was blown. Seeing, yeah. you know, you get uh, the number, what, number eight pig, James Laput, you know, his yeah. big ass, six, nine, you see him in a dress. That <laughs> shit was, my eyes were, were burning after that shit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, just, there's, there's a whole bunch of things. I just can't remember on the spot. Yeah, were you like, uh, was there a moment where you kind of asked yourself, what did I get myself into when you saw everyone like dressing up like that and like parading themselves? Ah, for sure, man. That's it was crazy. I they told me about it. Uh, they shouldn't have told me, honestly. They could have got me, but they told me about it. I was like, I gotta go to the dentist, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to find a way out of that one. <laughs> All right, interesting. That was a good one. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. But okay, so we know you're a great basketball player. We know you love hoops. We know you study the game. We know you don't like to dress up in dresses. And yeah, we that for somewhere. But like, what else do you like to do away from the game? What are your hobbies? What are your interests? Because a lot of guys now, uh, mm -hmm. especially in the states, right? You got you got LeBron, you got Kyrie, you got all these guys who. They try to promote this image where they're more than just a basketball player, and that that's not right. just like social activism, but it's also like in terms of like building a business, you know, coming right, up with content. Right. So, just right. how do you feel about certain topics? Anything you want to share? How do you feel about social injustice? And where the hobbies you like mm -hmm. to do away from the game? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I'm always I'm always like interested in in the social injustice. You know, I. I know that there's a lot going on with the the, the hate on Asian um, mm -hmm. community, and I think that's a big one. You know, also the the hate on Black uh, America. You know, and so being being both of those, you know, I sort of have a sentimental value in my heart for for a lot of everyone, just everyone experiencing that. You know, right. Um, I know back home in the states, you know, I had my fair share with a, a cop or two. Uh, one one time and it, it just sucks being being colored and being uh, treated um just mistreated you know right so aside from that man um i think i think definitely I, i've been you know I, i try and like especially with all the time we have with the quarantine i'm trying to like um pick up new hobbies and stuff um i picked up painting recently wow. i painted painted this michael jordan behind me no way you painted that yeah, yeah i painted that dude that's so, so good i think i got a pop smoke one you know who pop smoke is no not exactly what is it it's the, oh. the rapper that, yeah, 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 yeah so you you, you painted just, that too yeah i just sort wow. of picked up painting a little side hobby you know I, i like art i like fashion i like clothes streetwear all right for sure 
And yeah, I just really uh, like shoe collect. I'm a sneakerhead too. So I just, you know, all those things along those lines. So, so the art, the art, uh, I'm guessing it's a passion now, right? Your, your art. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you plan to explore that into a potential career down the line? Because it seems like you have the talent for it. I mean, I would guess it's anything funny. from you. It's funny you say that. Um, I'm going I'm to remember that too, Naveen. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. So, so I actually was painting in quarantine. I had a seven-day quarantine when I got here. And my, my agent, PJ, PJ Polaris, I had painted him a Kobe. Wow. Uh, a little Kobe mural. And he absolutely loved it. Like, he's the biggest Kobe fan. He has, like, I don't know if you've seen his collection and the Titan office and all that. Mm. But um, so, yeah, he, he, said, uh, he said, if you come up with 15 paintings, we're going to rent out the, uh, the uh, Secret Fresh, like, art room. Okay, so I, okay. I may be having an art show coming soon. Wow. I just gotta, see, you see, now that's yeah, breaking man. news. Yeah, great that's stuff. That's breaking news, man. Everybody okay. pull up, have fun with me. Uh, maybe I could, maybe you might buy a painting or two. Anybody, For sure. You know, so uh, by the way, gotta, yeah, if I'm going to get something from you, I'm telling you in advance, I would like a Jimmy Butler one. I think you could do Jimmy Butler really good. Jimmy Butler? Okay. Yeah, man. for sure. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that one for sure. Awesome, awesome. But yeah, I, he said, if I get 15 out, man, we're going to have an art show. So I'm yeah. trying, try you know, kill some time with my, with my new experience hobby. No, that's great. It's always amazing to see people branch out and like explore their passions mm-hmm. and their hobbies mm-hmm. and make it into careers. And, you know, the way you're talking about it now, I would say you might even be more excited about art than you are about hoops right now. Man, low key, man. Everybody, everybody's feeding me ideas. I, uh, I got, of course, like George Floyd ones they want me to do. I think just stuff like that, social injustice, you know. And then I even got a f- couple people saying paint the 30 dunk. So we'll <laughs> see what I come up. We'll see what I come up with, man. I, I, I'm going to try and have some fun with it. I hope I don't get too too much hate for my stuff. So. so if you paint the 30 dunk and let's just say you happen to like mail it to, you know, 30 via UPS or FedEx or something while he's in Japan. <laughs> what are the chances he mails you back the stat sheet from that game? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, man, I don't know, man. I think I think they'll probably be high. You know, he, he's for sure going to call me up talking crazy if I were to do that to him. But yeah, man. Uh, think about it. It's just a suggestion. These are what people are throwing at me. So no, no, we'll it's, see. We'll see. it's good. I mean, I I might probably like get one and ask Sturdy to sign it just so that he would call you right in the spot and be like, "Bro, wait, nah." nah. Right, but, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's good. You should you should pursue it. And you know, I'm sure a lot from the Saul would want to buy not only that painting but a lot of your other paintings too. Yeah, for sure. I'm curious though, since you have Jordan up there, is Jordan your favorite? Was he your favorite player growing up, or did you have like other idols you kind of uh, mo- modeled your game after? You know, um, I say Kobe for sure. You know, he's obviously he 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 learned a lot from MJ. You know, so yeah. so obviously just growing up, you know, I think one of the most important memories of my basketball, like just my life in general, was getting my first pair of Jordans. Okay. That feeling, be able to wear those at school, you know, and then, excuse me, um, and then getting my first pair of Kobe's was just a whole nother experience in itself as well. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely look up to those two for sure. I, I'm going to try and uh, do my best to model my game after those two. They, they're the reasons why I fell in love with the game. So. Right. 
Kobe, Kobe and MJ, definitely two of my biggest influences in basketball. Did you, did you like their mid-range game? That's why you kind of idolized them? Yeah, man, I love their mid-range game. I think Kobe's back for the basket game was incredible. Mm. I think Jordan, Jordan just, you know, it was Jordan. So, yeah. Two incredible players. I think I think my GOAT, though, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my GOAT right now. Yeah, who's your GOAT? I'm going right to say, I'm gonna have to say my GOAT was Kobe. Kobe, okay. For sure. For okay. sure, man. So, so with, you... with Kobe no longer in the league and same for Jordan, who do you kind of mm-hmm. like, like watching the most right now from the NBA? And let's do the PBA too. Like which player have you enjoyed watching the most from the NBA and the PBA? Yeah, man. Um, I think I think in today's era of the NBA, I think some of my favorite players to watch, honestly, are the younger players. All right. The, the, the next generation. The next generation, just because they're so skilled, so talented, you know, and they, you get, you get a one, you get a kid that just came out of college. You're getting players that come out of high school too, that just come into the league and make their, make noise. So I think some of that's just super exciting to see, especially for my transition. Shoot, I'm coming from college, going into the pros right now. I want to make some noise now. So, correct. So looking, uh, I, I like, I like watching young players play in the league right now. Um, and then for the PBA players, I think some of my favorites might be, I'll tell you one of my favorite. Oh, one of my favorites for sure is Paul Lee. Yeah. I think his, his game is um, just evolving every year and it's crazy to see. Um, and I think uh, I love Matthew Wright's game. Mm-hmm. Smooth. I think, smooth i think he hit a hit a cross uh and, and then uh, a running three-pointer for game one time yeah. i was like that's that was insane so yeah man i'm just uh yeah right you and matt you might kind of play the same position to some degree and you guys kind of have like similar games you know tall players you can handle attack shoot all of that mm-hmm. I'm, i'm gonna be able to show a little bit more of that you know i've been working on it so Interesting. Hopefully. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to give you some, some maybe some three-point runners. You, you, you never know. <laughs> For sure. Right. And I also have to ask, it seems like you're into music, R&B kind of guy, huh? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah? Or your top three? To start... You can even list the top three if you want to. I'll do top three because goats too hard right now to answer. But I think, I don't know, I think, of course, I'm a big Kanye West fan. I think one of the first, right. um, one of the first albums I ever picked up was a Kanye West. What was it? College Dropout album. Whichever his first album was, that was one of my like all-time favorite artists. You know, and then you have people like you go know, any direction. I don't want to say Drake because it's mm. like everybody's <laughs> goat, right. but he he's definitely a walking legend right now. And I think I'm gonna go with it. Mm. I like Lil Wayne a lot. I oh, listen to a lot of that growing up. I think, and then I, of course, have my favorites like Future. And yeah, these are rappers. I don't know if we're going R and B. No, either works. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, are you one of those? Of those are you one of those hoopers who secretly want to be a rapper or a musician too? I got a few songs on my phone, man. But 
No S- way. Secretly for sure. Yeah, I don't think those are ever going to come out, but I got a lot of compliments on myself. Okay, okay. Like, like original Jamie Malonzo creations. Uh, original, man. I, I have this, uh, one of my friends was back home and we uh, just, we, we get bored, man. And my brothers have a studio at the house. Mm. So we just, we just cooked up some magic, man. Okay, um, give me the title of one of the songs. You don't have to like sing it or like show it. Just give me a title of one of the songs. I'm curious. Um, what was it? It was called. I don't think because it was a rough giraffe. I think we just sort of took a a, a lyric. Okay. And just just sort of like typed it in. I think we have three songs. Nice. I think it's a start. I think one was. Yeah, man, those are probably never gonna come out. But I got a lot of compliments <laughs> on them. So. You never know. It might just be a rapper one day. It's like probably not, but yeah, you know, they they do say never say never, right? Because you never know what might happen. I mean, five years from now, you might have like a number of all-star appearances, some championships, maybe an MVP, and you're like, Yeah, let's see what else we can do, you know? I mean, in addition yeah. to your painting. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> you never know, man. We might have it, we might have it all going. So yeah, for sure. I mean, the future is limitless, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So before I let you go here, the conversation has been great, by the way. But before I let you go, I know it might sound a little bit like generalizing, but as best as you can in a number of sentences, who is like, um, if someone asks you, you know, what kind of person are you? Who is Jamie Malonzo? What am I expecting when I see Jamie Malonzo play basketball and I talk to him away from the court? What would be your answer to that question? Um, what I wanted to be, I, I still have a lot to prove, but what I wanted to be in these years coming forward is he's, a one of the most talented players in the Philippines, you know, um, a young star in the making, a killer on the court. Um, yeah, just stuff like that, man. Uh, I just want people to recognize me for, for my passion, which is basketball. Um, uh, I just want to be recognized for, uh, for that and that old maybe yeah just stuff like that you know just when you see me walking down the street you're like damn that's that that's that hooper he's fire on the court so right stuff like that that's great and you know i'll make you a deal in addition to butler if you get like someone on a poster if you catch another body in your first few games in the pba i'm gonna ask you to paint mm-hmm. that too and i will purchase that too i guarantee you you'll that. purchase that one okay for i'll sure. hold you yeah. to that one that being that's big time love i got yes you. for sure man of course uh so yeah jamie thank you so much for joining us man that was such a delight and i hope to do another one of these episodes in the future when you maybe have a number of games in to see how you've been doing honestly exactly. i think you're gonna be great in the pba but I'm really curious how many bodies you're going to catch. <laughs> Appreciate that, Naveen. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, for sure, we could get it in next time, for sure. Anytime, man. Just let me know. For sure. Absolute pleasure, man. Peace out. So that was it for our episode with Jamie. I really hope you enjoyed. What did you think? Were you surprised about the fact that he can paint, that he does art? You know what? Why don't you go hit him up if ever you're in need of a painting? Might do you some good, right? By the way, I also want to say that we released an episode of Sports Rap this week, which I co-host with Agatha Overo. That's on video. It's on Raptors Facebook. It's under YouTube. It's on Twitter. It's also on the website. We basically recap the PBA draft, and we talked to two of the draftees, Santi Santillan and Andre Karakut, 
We also provide analysis, some predictions about how the draftees might turn out, how they'll be able to help their team. So if you're not over the PBA draft or you just want to watch something interesting, go check that out. And again, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you will keep listening. By the way, if ever you're in need of another interesting podcast to listen to, make sure you check out Rappler's many podcasts on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. If ever you have any reaction to this episode, or you just want to reach out to talk about it or talk sports, reach out to me at Naveen Gunglani on Twitter or at ByNavsG on Instagram. And if you're in the mood for some college basketball recruitment news, I came out with an article in the last few days about Jordi Gomez del Llano and his prospects for college basketball. You'd be surprised. A lot of teams are recruiting him. Who knows where he might end up to be determined. All right. That's it for me. Again, thank you for listening. Hope to catch you again soon. See you next time. Peace.